You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point. Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half. Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like dirt fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. You know we straight to the straight to the he me 76 bringing us into episode number 157 upstream to the point my name is chris here are my guy jay dub yo what's going on what's going on what's going on how we all doing today and with so much to talk about so little time we have to just go ahead and get started usually we give you a rundown but you know what the deal is it's football it's football it's more football a little, little nba sprinkled in the back end but football but jared we usually start with the nfl let's start in college football the university of colorado is taking the world by storm. Ranked number 19 in the country. They're taking on Oregon today, as we speak, or record on this Saturday. Jared, I mean, a lot of people are kind of, I think, discount Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and what he's done with that team and what that team has done. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of coaches are trying to tread lightly about what they say about Colorado because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you haven't seen this team in a pressurized moment like that. You know, it was kind of pressurized with Colorado State, but now they're kind of walking into Oregon, and it's different. You know, Oregon's different. And, Jared, talk to me first about what Coach Prime has done at Colorado, the resurgence around Colorado, and what chance they have as 21-point underdogs in going into Oregon and winning. They had a chance. Again, this is their first real like, – I actually wouldn't count TCU. This is their realest competition they're going to see so far. Like the other the games they've played besides TCU, which a lot of people should have thought and understood that they, that team was going to crumble, they were relatively easy. That last week's game versus uh, their rival was amazing. Back and forth battle. We're looking at a team that's just well coached right now. Like Coach Prime is just doing what exactly what he said he was going to do, which is he's going to bring guys in that were going to buy in. He's going to keep the guys that stayed. Either they're going to walk on or work their way to become starters or just get in play, playing position, and they have. And this is the game that's really going to test you because Oregon's a, a, a power five school. It's, it's a huge ranked school. They always play good football. And thus, they don't really get to the the top four. They, they don't really get to the championship all the time. But most of the time, they're a winning football team with a good program and a good culture. And right now, you're going to go up against Bo Nix versus George Sanders. We're going to see how these two teams' offenses and defenses face off. Oregon has a very – susceptible defense right now, so it should be a back-and-forth game, potentially. Because it's not even just, like, Colorado shocking the world. I think it might just be the whole Pac-12 in general. The, the the whole conference that is crumbling, that was crumbling in front of us, that we all thought was going to be hot garbage, has almost, what, three to four ranked teams, five maybe, in the AB poll, where you have Colorado, UCLA's ranked 22, you, mm-hmm. Utah's eleven. You, yeah. USC's five. Washington's eight. Oregon State's fourteen. Washington State's twenty-one. Like they have, I think, almost the most ranked teams in the in, in college football. So that's just going to show you. Hey, at least they're going out with a bang. I think a lot of teams have been like just because of the fact that yes, the conference has crumbled a little bit doesn't mean that these programs are crumbling. No, it just means that the conference is dissolving, right? So a lot of people have, I think, underestimated the Pac-12, Colorado included. Which we understand is fine because again, when you go when you look at a program at Colorado that was one of the worst teams in football, in in college football for the past couple of years, 
no one was going to have a lot of faith in them. And now the tides have changed and shifted. And I think that's a lot going on to just how well quarterbacking Shadir has been playing. Travis Hunter, who's been playing, who had been playing, I'm sorry, he has now been injured, but he had been playing some of the most snaps ever in college football. So I think that this just goes to show you how much talent and prospect and belief they have in themselves. So I think this is going to be a real test for them. I think Oregon, I mean, not Oregon, Colorado has a real chance of winning this game, especially if they're firing all cylinders when it comes to the defensive side, because that's it's been the one main struggling point for them. If you look at every game that Colorado's really been playing, defense has, yes, they've had some big moments, which is what you need. But besides Nebraska, which is a very defensive-minded team, TCU dropped 42 points in them, right? You look at uh, Colorado State, 35 points. Nebraska did drop 14, but they had a whopping 38 on them. But that was a game where, yeah, they just dominated completely. But the two games I mentioned before, TCU and Colorado State, it was back and forth games. One with the overtime of Colorado State. Like, they, the defense has to relock in when it comes to the tackling. And that's right. something, like, right now, Oregon has not really missed on that. On that key point is just the way that Bo Nix has been playing at quarterback and that defense, not, as, not only is it making big plays, but the stops they're getting in crucial time points of the game is huge. So I think Colorado has a very good chance. It's just they got to really – guys got to key in on the defensive plays. Right. And you talk about Bo Nix. Bo Nix is an experienced quarterback. Don't forget he played a couple years at Auburn before transferring over to Oregon. You know, Oregon is the 10th-ranked team in the country. You talked about all the teams that's ranked up in the, in the, in the Pac-12, what used to be the Pac-12. Uh, not the Pac-12 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this year, it won't be. But, you know, Colorado is going to get everybody's best effort because all eyes across the country are on Colorado. Everyone's watching Colorado. Everyone's treating Colorado as if they're the number one team in the country, especially when they're playing with on the field because you don't want to be uh, – if you're an opponent of Colorado, you don't want to be contributing to this hype train continuing to gain momentum, continuing to gain speed, continuing to have guys like me and Jared talk about Colorado and talk about the importance of Coach Prime to college football. We had Kevin Borba on uh, many shows ago to talk about what are the expectations for Colorado. And I don't even think he saw this level of, not height, but this level of, What's the word I'm looking for? Anticipation. I can say, say dominance because they've been they've been dominant in the teams they played. Yeah, it's been close, but yeah, but they've been close, but it wasn't really dominant. It's, it's I think a lot of walking to him. Like I, I think again, I think it's a lot of walking to him. We gotta bring Sergio back on, Chris, because you know he was just berating his Colorado team. But then again, he also anticipated some of these wins. But I don't know. I think dominance was the right word because they've they've been dominating the games they played. Yeah, it's been close, but even in the moments where we think they might lose, it's like man, that's, is that really? Is that really dominance, though? Like, I think that's just a good team finding ways to win. Now, dominance is what dominance is what it happened to TCU in the national championship game. Like, see, Jordan, Jordan see I feel like that's greatness. Like, like, Jordan is just no, no, no. greatness. That, that but, was a domination. Yeah. That was a demolition. Okay, but there is no dominant Colorado game. Unless you Besides want to say Nebraska, I don't think there really Unless you want to say Nebraska, there has not really been a dominant game. They they battled with TCU and came out ahead at the end. They pulled away late. Yep. They had to battle back from behind to Colorado State yep. and then win in overtime. So that's, I mean, of the three wins, two have been, you know, tight, you know, back and forth games and they pull away at the end. Or Nebraska where they beat Nebraska. So 
I'm not, you know, like, like I said, they're I think they're properly ranked. I think they're a top 25 team in the country. I don't think they're the top team in the country, not yet at least. Like they're if they beat Oregon, they should be within the top 10. I think that's a fair okay. If they're, okay, to fine. If they beat if they beat Oregon, yeah, I would. I would have, no, be, I have no problem putting them in the top ten. But the problem is they're not a. I don't think this team is a national championship team. No. yet, yet. Now, if they go in and they have a if they have a dominant showing in Oregon and beat Oregon, be prepared for the hype train to, to go off the tracks because it's going to be nonstop. Non-stop slurpage on all your airwaves. <laughs> Again, if, if they beat Oregon, I don't think I'm going to be ready to put them in a winning a championship con- uh, consideration. I do think that they would be a top 10 team, but ranking the AP poll might put them in 15th, which is fair. The If they beat them by a field goal, though, like let's say they really just went out by a field goal. They beat TCU by basically a field goal. Um, Again, that's a great win for the program. Great win on Coach Prime's resume. I don't think that team's going to be ready when if they let's say I think that they will be making it the college football, but oh playoffs. I'm sorry, but ah, they play USC next week. That'll be great confidence move for USC because USC is playing like a championship team. USC is playing very good football, and I think if they beat Oregon, that's the the goes to show that they're. I think they're going to be ready for USC. But if they lose to Oregon today, I don't think they'll be prepared for what USC is going to have for them because USC again, like Ken Williams, he he looks like the higher front runner. Looking like the number one draft pick. He's looking like a guy that just knows that this is his last year in football and he wants to, one, go out with a bang. He also wants to give his his head coach the the, the Gordon Grant, Granger that comes with playing with him or bringing him along as he got that head coaching job in Lincoln Riley. So I, 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 this is a very good game for Colorado to sh- really showcase the world that they're here to stay for at least a couple years, at least for – this season or the next season, when how, however long Coach Prime decides to stay at Colorado before we know that eventually the NFL, the NFL head coaching job is going to become available to him, which he's going to vastly deserve. He, he's already showed that he can rebuild not one but two programs so far. Like he's doing a but very he, but he has said multiple times he will not go to the NFL. He does not want to. Coach I, I feel like everybody says that, but some some yeah, some kind of shape. I honestly don't think he wants to because he his reasons were his reasons were very simple. He's not going to like money is a powerful motivator. He's not going to be talking to people who make more money than he does. That's fact. The way I think his coaching style, I don't think his coaching style is more conducive to the NFL. Mm. Now, obviously, there will be offers if he is successful. I can t- I can think of one team in Dallas that will definitely be calling him if he is successful at Colorado long term. If not, I think However, there's also I, I, higher other, other school think, programs, Chris. I think other schools will take him. I think Florida State, like if if Mike Norvell kind of washes out in Florida State, Dion, uh, sorry, Coach Prime went to Florida State. You know, Florida State uh, alum. Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe it's another team. Maybe it's somewhere else that we're not thinking of. So, I think that, like you're right, Jared. The the offers will come in, but as of now, I think that. The NFL, I don't think the NFL is happening. Not because it won't be offers, but because I don't think that's really what he wants to do. I think once his sons get into the NFL, wherever they may end up, if they go this season or next season, that's when, you know, mindset changes and questions start to arise. But right now, focusing on this game, I think Oregon got a real good shot, like I've already said. If they were to lose, 
I, again, Chris, you know, the media is going to portray however it's going to portray. This is where the media might flip the script and say they just aren't ready yet, right? Like, it, it, it happens. It could pop up like that. But I think it depends on how good or bad this team, if it was to happen, Colorado was to lose, right? Like, I think that's what determines the factors of where the media hype goes or what's to be di- digested and analyzed for this game. So I think it's going to be a good one. Other teams around college football, Chris, oh, man, some teams stink. Like Alabama. Yeah, it's horrible right now. I don't even want to talk about that. It's, it's pretty bad. Court- no, 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 Jared. No, Jared. Let's talk about Alabama. Tell me what's going on like you know, with, uh, with uh, uh, Milrow and, and – Back to being a starter. Milrow and Buckner and, and who else? Most athletic QB ever, man. Just – Ah, uh, just the quarterback in this year is just back to what Adams used to know. Right. Not good. I know you call. I know you called him athletic. Can he throw? Not for what I've seen. I mean, he's had his moments. Oh. He's had his moments. Oh. oh, he's Justin Fields. Okay, congratulations. Yes, but you know, Justin Fields at least had a fantastic college season. It's uh, Miller is still looking shaky. Ty Simpson. I've been. I'm keep getting told. I've, I've keep trying to. They try to insert me into the Ty Simpson bandwagon after the last game, and I just thought. Yeah, one good series. Yeah, one good drive. And then it was a lot of three and outs, a lot of three and outs. And then, again, Alabama's never not had a very good running back, a, a dominant running force. This year, though, it's a lot of the defense doesn't look as great. The old line is just looking abysmal. And it's just, it's just a team that you could tell had a slow, they had a slow recruiting year. And not recruiting year, I'm sorry. They, they got a lot of recruiters for next year. They had a slow transfer year, and the recruiters that they brought in weren't were just raw. They brought in a lot of raw five stars, a lot of raw four star prospects. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question like that, uh, because we talked about Colorado and Colorado's plethora of talents from the transfer portal. Huge. Has that impacted teams like Alabama, absolutely. teams like Georgia, teams yeah. like the SEC not, teams? Not Georgia, but yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just saying, like those powerhouse teams, like the um, what's the uh, where's Kirby Smart at? A uh, and M. Yep. Places that were getting a lot of these transfers before that are now going to Colorado. Like, how was that impacting, uh, you know, Alabama and and other teams now? I think right now it just impacts them how, like, again, Alabama lost in a lot of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. They didn't make, I mean, again, saving, they make as many offers as a lot of believing or inclining, but he probably did some. And, again, he probably told them the same thing he told Ty Simpson or he told Buckner, like, hey, it's going to be a QB battle. Stuff like that. But, again, they, 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 it points a hand now knowing that you have won the allure of playing for Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime. You have that allure. You have the allure of going to now some of these schools on the West Coast because the conferences are changing. So now you don't have to really be thinking of, oh, hey, I'm stuck to paying for the Pac-12, or now I'm going I'm to be regulated playing in the Big 12. I'm readily, Or now if I go to the Big 10, I only can play these certain schools. Like, no, there's so many different options and avenues now that teams are now making these super conferences and they're kind of building and cohesively trying to create a system where it's not just, um, especially with NIL, it's just not just, oh, I have to just now play because somebody offered me this scholarship. So it's Nick Saban's guy. I got an adjustment period. I think, again, just like how he did it before, when it came to the transfer and the recruitment, he, he, he went, he's going to go hard at the end of this season which he's seeing how it's going to be, but he kind of lost this battle when it came to the transfer. He thought he had a squad that was going to be built for this, and right now they just didn't look poised. And I said it in multiple, multiple episodes. When you're going into almost August or September, Chris, and you're still under the notion you do not know who your starting quarterback is, that's already a huge telling issue. Already a huge tell. 
especially when the receivers that you have just are not of the level. They're not saying they're bad because, again, they're Division One athletes. They're, they play in big moments. They made a good game, but they're not of the level that you've seen coming out of a program and facility like Tuscaloosa, Alabama. These aren't Devonta Smiths, right? Heisman winner. This isn't Jerry Judy. This isn't Calvin Ridley. This isn't Julio Jones, Mark Cooper. Even the John Metchies or Jalen Waters. Like these, those are names, like big names. Like those are guys that got it done regardless of who the quarterback was going to be, right? Like regardless of whoever it was, we knew they were going to be star players. Right now, we just don't, haven't seen that yet. Uh, it's not been showcased, but just, not just from an Alabama standpoint, but there's a, a couple schools that, Right now, Texas is playing phenomenal. Transfer portal aside, they, they just made some great moves recruitment-wise they're doing. It. And it, it, it's been a slow rebuild. Boy was a Texas fan, and Kevin Boyd was a Texas fan, so he's been trying to tell me about this. Did not think it was going, this was going to be the year. I thought Texas was State going to be regulated as bad, but they've been playing good football. Georgia's been just dominant again, Chris. Like, it, it's, it's, it's been dominant. Yes, they had that slow burn. I'm going to call it a slow burn for South Carolina, but – if you know college football and the, the games that Georgia's played throughout the years versus South Carolina, it's always like that for them. I don't know why, but at, you know, at every football team or any sports team in general, they have that one team that this is like, they should be blowing them out of the water, but they got to they gotta stay close. It, it might not even be that they weren't prepared or common. It's just that, hey, this team always plays them at a certain level higher than that they would play any other school that kills them, right? It just, that it just butchers them. And that's just how it was. So I don't want people to think, oh, no, they look like Georgia, – Georgia looks good. They were dominant still. They go against UAB today, going to kill them. Like, like Georgia's probably going to be the best foot team in football. If not, I, right now you have, Chris, the top five schools are Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Florida State, USC. I don't really see this changing besides maybe a drop. I think USC goes up. I think Florida State and Michigan potentially drop. If Texas can't see the way they're playing, I think they're locked in. But if they aren't, then those, like you have those three names, Michigan, Texas, Florida, really could drop. I think Florida State's playing phenomenal football, though. Because, you know, waiting in the wins, because all these teams are 3-0, and besides Notre Dame, who's 4-0, and you have Penn State, who's playing great. They didn't know Penn State was going to be ever this dominant. They've been a good school, not this dominant. Right. Ohio right. State's playing still really defense football. Every, but it's not the same. It's not. It doesn't look like a top five school. Like again, Oregon's. All these guys have the same record, but Oregon doesn't look like a top five school, which is why they're not ranked top five. Notre Dame mm-hmm. again doesn't look like a top five school. Washington doesn't look like a top five school. It can change. It's like again, mm-hmm. what, what do they say on top of this? Fluid. But like, these, these the early weeks you're supposed to build these easy wins. Alabama just hasn't done that, but the early weeks you're supposed to build these easy wins. Yeah, I agree with you. Like you have to. Capitalize when when things are in your in your to your advantage because when things start to turn and you have these uh, opponents that aren't as easy and the games aren't as difficult and the season goes on and you're tired and your body is breaking down and things like that et cetera et cetera you have to be prepared like if you're going to be the Georgias of the world the top tier teams in the country you have to be prepared and ready at any given moment to play any opponent and see any look think about college football is. You could see anything, anything. I watched, I'm not proud of this. I watched Boise State and San Diego State yesterday. Oh, it's because you had some money on the line. I respect it. Allegedly. But <laughs> the, the thing about the game is they they brought out different looks, different formations, things that they weren't necessarily prepared for, you would think. 
and you can see the chess match evolving. But a lot of the complaints about college football, oh, this is not entertaining, da 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 I think when you have a, a wide talent disparity between the teams, it's not as it's not fun. It's not watch it's not fun to watch the blowout. But when you have two competitive teams going back and back to back and forth, you know, putting up plays and making plays, I think no matter what the the level of competition, you know, the, the level of the sport, whether it's high school, college, pro, in any sport, I think it's just a competitive back a competitive back and forth game is just very entertaining to watch. I agree. But Jared, let's 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 move off of college football. Let's move on to professional football, the NFL. And you want to talk about a blowout. Jared, I know you predicted um, the Giants to beat the, the Niners yeah, on Thursday night. That was cute. <laughs> I, know, I know you predicted Daniel Jones to go off and have a lot of yards thrown and and real productive and, and the Giants to not look like crap. And um, Is that even possible? It kind of started out. It started out a little – like they hung in there for a little bit, kinda. A series, like is that like what, 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 for the what, first quarter. It was tied. It was tied to the first quarter. Sure, sure. Again, yeah. Giants no. stink. Like the yeah. Giants stink. It's like I, 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 I just pulled up their schedule for the remainder of the season. Yeah, well, this is a predicted loss, right? Like this is this is a predicted outcome. Cardinals is a predicted win. Cowboys was a predicted loss. Again, not not by that much, but predicted loss. But then you look at after this, you have Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills, Commanders, Jets, Raiders, right? Those are the next six games. I'm not going to go the entire season. But those are the next six games. I see them winning two out of those next six. Just two. And that's horrible. Like, maybe, maybe this, this short of the schedule just might be too much for them after their season from last year, but I don't see them, right, Chris? I, I Seahawks was the one of the ones I think they could win. Dolphins is the loss. Bills is the loss. Commanders, I think they could win. Jets, I think they lose. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they lose to the Jets. And then Raiders, I think they can beat the Raiders. So maybe that's three out of six. But then again, my coin flip game is the Commanders. I think they can beat the Commanders, but Eric Bieniemy is making Sam Howell look very good. I'm not saying great, but he looks very See, the good. See, thing about the the thing about Commanders Giants, they tied last year once, and they was a, the last game was a three point game win for the Giants. Yes, and it, was, so it wasn't, wasn't like a great three point one either. They're not convinced, and they probably should have lost with the defensive uh, pass interference that wasn't called in the end zone. Yup. So, I mean, you could easily see them losing them games. I, so it's just like, what do the Giants do? Like, where, where do you? How do you? Where do you go to improve when Saquon's hurt? You still can't pass the ball. It's something that's been, what, looming them for the four years they've had Daniel before his money bank attorney of law extension, and he still can't throw the ball. And as for his what? Yo, man, that man's a lawyer. Have you seen like, – he's not, he's not an NFL player. Yes, he is, but he's a lawyer because whatever he negotiated to get that bag, master class. That's what you see in the courtroom, Chris. That's what you see when they, the, the, the attorney's defending somebody that you know did it, but he still got him out scot-free. That's what, that's what Daniel Jones did. When he got this bag, because he hasn't he hasn't shown that it's, it's worth the bag. I'm not saying that nobody deserves it, but I'm just saying he hasn't shown that the funds that are being allocated to him that could have been allocated elsewhere to help build this team was worth it right now. Kayvon Thibodeau's been horrible though. Like I'm not gonna excuse it's just Daniel Jones. 
Cam Taylor was uh-huh. horrible, Chris. Like he's, I saw a stat the other day before we move on. I think they said he's won about 2.8% of his drives or his rushes. He's that's that's about the most he's won. Chris, that ain't nothing. I that 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 ain't nothing. Like that's not that's not getting it done when you need to get it done. In his last those were his, his last three games, he's ranked 191st in the NFL for pass rush right now. No bueno. That's no bueno. There's a lot of words that come for that. And Tib and Thibodeau talked a lot of junk last year when the Giants were successful. Yep. Remember, he was going back and forth with Joe Staley, yep. um, the former tackle for the Niners, on Twitter, going back and forth. Did the doing a snowman next to an injured Nick Foles? You know, yep. just a lot of things that rubbed people the wrong way. And there's a lot of people preying on his downfall. No, I'm not saying I'm doing that, but I've heard of a sophomore slump, not a slump, not a sophomore downfall. Did not expect this. This is a huge, huge drop. Hopefully it improves. It could be scheming and where he's getting lined up as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of factors that play into it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even if you're lined up in a spot that's just not known for you, just not, you know, you're not really, you've done it, but you've never really done it a lot. Your own skill level, performance, the, the, the evaluation that you were given because you've shown that your God-given gifts has made you, you know, man amongst men, you'll still be winning right. you some of the pass rushes, some of the bull rushes. All right now is what you're telling me, not only from the games that we've seen, because we saw the game where the 49ers just basically dominated them towards the end of the game. He's this he's getting his two-point stance, Chris. He's standing up with the alignment. That's all I'm seeing. Right. And right now, that's just not going to win you any football, especially when your best player is gone for at least the next three weeks. The defense has to be the one that really steps up. It's, yeah, the offense needs to step up, but the defense has to be the ones that really hold down the fort because Saquon's not there to really break out for runs or get you touchdowns that you really need. Right. Like, when you have a piece like that missing, and their whole offense is predicated on Saquon. Yes. Their whole offense is smoke and mirrors, as as Hemi76 would say. Their whole gimmick is movement and just kind of using Daniel Jones and but when you start taking away Saquon and you got Breida back there and you can't complete passes to Waller and you have no wide receivers really to speak of, that offense grinds to a halt. Yes. Like that offense stinks. So Jared, can you run through your run through that giant schedule their next couple games again, please? So because we I just need to see I just need to see where the wins are coming from. All right, let's do, let's do it one more time. You want the whole schedule or you just want the next six like I did before? Just give me just give me the next six. Give me the next six. Seahawks are next. L. Dolphins. L. Bills. L. L. J- uh, Commanders. Uh, maybe. Jets. Maybe. Raiders. Those are the next six. Maybe. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Cowboys. Cowboys the six games. L. Cowboys going to put their foot in their ass again. So, yeah, it, it, ain't, it ain't it ain't great. Not man. too not too great. Not too great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But on the flip side, let's talk about the Niners, man. Like the Niners making the claim to be the best team in the NFL. Um, Niners just, I mean, they're they're dominant, they're taking care of business, they're doing what they have to do. You know, all the earmarks of a Shanahan coach team before December. So. What do you what do you expect to see from the Niners? Because I, I've had conversations with people where the Niners could end up with the best record in the league. If you pull up the Niners schedule while while we're talking, Jared, I have it. They have a lot of winnable. They have a lot of games coming up where they could theoretically 
run the table. Jared, can you pull up their next six games and, and let's go through that? You have Cardinals. Win. Cowboys. I'm I'm curious to see how that game is going to be. Browns. It. Mm, no Chubb. No Chubb now. No Chubb, but um, possible, you know, possible moves that Cleveland may make. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see on Cleveland. Vikings. <laughs> it's a uh, we'll see. it's a Saturday we'll see. It's an afternoon. No, it's a primetime game. Primetime game. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Niners. Uh, Bengals. Depends on if Burrow's healthy. Jaguars. Uh, maybe the Jags was a six game. So yeah, I mean they have a they have a tough schedule, kinda. But they're a team that's equipped to hand. Like if any team is going to be able to take that schedule on, it's the Niners. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Again, they don't. They look dominant. Brock Purdy looks beatable. I'm not gonna lie to you. He looks beatable. The offense is just a machine gun clip. But him as the machine gun itself, it jams up sometimes. Yeah, he missed he missed a couple open throws in that in that in that Rams game. He missed a couple open throws in that Giants game the, too. The, so. the short intermediate routes right now have not been crisp. Right, he's the deep ball hasn't really been there because he doesn't really have to do it. But especially with Ayuk, I was out the last game. But it's not short intermediate routes have not been crisp. He's been overthrow a little underthrows. Yeah, he's making the right reads. Yeah, he's still getting the yards and they're winning the games, the defense. But that that's when you have again the argument they make for Jalen Hurts. You could make the same argument for Brock Purdy. The only difference is. Brock Purdy was what the last pick in the draft. Jalen Hurts was the second round pick, so that's always going to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. But he's just he is one of the most talented teams in football, defense and offense. The man has weapons on either side of the ball. It doesn't matter, and that's what was going to make this team stay great. But if you just talk about quarterbacking, just my quarterback versus your quarterback, I think that's going to be the outlier again this season for the 49ers, especially when the playoffs come. I think Rock Purdy right now, he looks susceptible. He looks like somebody that can lose and when the game gets to a pinch. If it's the game's on his ass and he's back against the wall, I can see his I can see that I can see him losing. I can see him getting torn out of the frame. But I'm not saying that it's gonna happen because again, you have a team that's just so poised right now with the defensive side that they they're really capitalizing on any mistakes that you make. So you you're you're gonna end up having to play a perfect game yourself, but when you talk about the games that we just mentioned, the Cowboys game I can see as being a potential loss. Yes, I know they just lost Trayvon Diggs. That's a huge blow to them. I hope he, he gets healthy and recovers because tearing your ACL in a practice during the season just this is a rough blow. Yeah, definitely. But they brought in Stephon Gilmore. They brought in Brandon Cooks. They brought in guys to help the offense in that defense. Players just got to step up now. I still think the Cowboys have a shot at winning that game. Same with the Bengals. Oh, yeah, they, they, the Bengals, I think, can win a game, Chris. I think they can win that game. Yeah. They definitely have a shot, but everything comes down to health. You know, you talk about the, the loss of Diggs. Burrow's out there. Maybe he's going to play Monday night. We don't know with the calf injury. We see, you know, you look around the league. Look at the Ravens. The Ravens, half their team is out. Yes. Three. Half their team is out. So, again, it all comes down to health. The Niners have been relatively healthy so far, knock on wood, but that quarterback, that quarterback position has been a source of – a source of pain and misery for the for the Niners for a long time now, um, with injuries and and just not living up to expectations. But people don't realize this, and the Niners don't really get a lot of flack for this. 
The Niners haven't won a title since '94. No, they don't get a lot of fire at all. We don't get a, they don't get enough like they were the year before the Cowboys won in '95. Yeah, so it's coming up on 30 years since they've won a Super Bowl. They've been back to a couple. They lost to Baltimore in 2012, and then lost to the, to the Chiefs in 2019. But I, they can't get. They're not. You know, we talk about them being one of the best teams in the league, but. They have only made two final, uh, two Super Bowls appearances in the last thirty years. I mean, you don't even you didn't even mention like the records that they've had throughout the years as well. Like, we, we do disparage the Cowboys because we hate the Cowboys, but think about like uh, what what year was it, Chris? Twenty sixteen, right? The 49ers was a two and fourteen football team. Nobody, we, we, like we 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 put them back on this high pedestal, but we never really like talked about them in a way where we were like, man. This team is just like the Cowboys. It's praised, it's hyped. It's maybe a little too overhyped at times because they've had great QBs or they, or they had great talent, but they don't ever get the job done. They get the Super Bowl or they do what a lot of most teams do in the Super Bowl. They stink it up or they lose in the big moment. So I, I don't know. I think right now that this is a good season for them because they have a very good chance to have one of the best records in football, like you said. I think the Eagles is a loss for them, but that's just biasy for me coming in. I do think that they could lose to the Cowboys, and I think if Joe Burrow is healthy, because right now this calf strain, because the reports out that they're bringing in more QB insurance, because he might not even be ready to suit up Monday night. That's how bad the calf is. So I, though that's another question mark game. But the Fortnite right now, they they have a, a very good schedule to just walk into the NFL playoffs and say, okay, let's go do something. Yeah, but they're bringing in quarterback insurance. Um. It wouldn't have been a great. T- it would have been a great time for them to trade for Trey Lance, by the way. But uh, I mean, yeah, Cowboys got to steal with that trade. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Cowboys made out. Cowboys made out on that trade. Now it depends on if Trey Lance is any good. Now if Trey Lance is garbage, then it doesn't really matter what they got. Yeah, but fair, fair, fair. Because right now we don't, we don't really know what he is. We just, we, we don't know. We just don't. It's it's a un it's an unknown, and so. We look at an unknown guy like Lance, and, and maybe he plays, maybe he has an impact this season, maybe he doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. But you look at a guy like, like Drake, Drake Browning, who is Burrow's current backup, who may end up playing on Monday Night Football against the Rams, and the Rams don't look as bad as we thought they would. With, I, and I disrespected him last week. I'm going to put his respect – I'm going to put my respect on his name on um, Puka Nakua. Yeah, get his fucking name right, Chris. Mad disrespectful last week when I was trying to Oh, 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 whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You you butcher everybody's name on this podcast every week. Every week. Everybody. You be calling people all kinds of different names. Don't know coaches' names, oh, and you talk about me. Not there, I. For the record, you, you, you couldn't name me half the Giants players, half the Kings players. Can you? Players. Can you? Can you name any? Go ahead. Juan Go ahead. Thomas, I'm Isaiah Hodges, Jalen Hyatt, Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, Daniel Jones, Kayvon Thibodeau. What are you doing? Who cares about any of them guys? Them you guys stink. Stop it. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. You going to tell me? You going? Might be the best hater. Have you? Do you not own a mirror? When I look at myself, I don't see hate. I see somebody that prays. You a hater? You a hater? Bullshit. 
Shit. I, Bullshit. I, I, You're I, a hater. I, I, I'm way more of an open-minded guy when it comes to you and your putrid of hate. Just, just, just dominance when you go into Jared, somebody. Jared. Jared, don't do that. So you to disrespect do that. that man who's breaking records like that. Did you, know who, who, did you know who Puka Nukua was before the season started? Quickly. I know who he was out of BYU. I didn't know he was going to be this good in the NFL. No, bullshit. Bullshit. Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me. I can't tell you he was going to be like, I was telling you I was going to be a receiver. Did I tell you he was going to be this good? No, absolutely not. I would never have done that. Anyway. 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 Can't believe it. Believe it. <laughs> anyway, you look at the, the dominance that Puka Nakua has had, his targets. He's had 25 catches over his first um, two career games, which is the NFL record now. I'm curious to see how that's going to be after Cooper Cup comes back. Um, I'm curious to see how that Rams offense is going to look. But they are not as bad as we thought they would be. Tutu Atwell stepped up. Van Jefferson. Uh, Kyron Williams has – Pretty much told Cam Akers to go to hell and get out. No, he's, I mean, so, go, get out. He's gone. Cam Akers is gone. He was, no. Now the Vikings running back, Chris. Go, go to hell and get the hell out um, and go to Minnesota. So have fun in Minnesota backing up uh, Alexander Madison. Which is like, come on, man. That, the Vikings so, are just making trades to make a trade. I don't even think they're good trades. Oh, Hawkinson was a good I trade. Mean, I'm sorry. Hawkinson was a very good trade. I mean, Cam Akers, if you, if you got anything, if he has any value, why not have him? You know, you have – you see these other guys with running back issues and, and running back injuries across the league. Why not have Cam Akers as insurance? Especially if you're the Vikings and you're still trying to compete in the NFC. Why not have that insurance? I think that's not a bad trade for the Vikings. But I think there's better running backs to get. Shoot, there's a running back in free agency I, I would have liked for them more. Who? Leonard Fournette. And not he's old. Like, like the way they expect the Leonard Fournette is crazy. He's not. He's only, what, 28? And he's still dominant. Like, he was – Playing good football with the Bucks. Help win the okay, championship. You're throwing this dominant word around a little too freely. Dominant as in, dude was still putting up 100-yard games. There were games where it was just legit. Tom could get the ball movement, and then he would go for a good 40, 50-yard yeah, yeah, but he also had games where he has, like, six yards on 12 carries. Like That's, he's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. He's very – it's very hit or miss with Fournette. Then his early career with the Jags was dominant, too, though. He, he was, like, balling. Again, with the dominant – Throwing these words around. Well, I, I feel like you, you were watching for that. You think he was hoop, like balling his first couple years in the league. He was good, but there he left. A, there was a lot left on the. Like, he left a lot of yards on the field. I don't, nah, I don't there was, know. There was. There was. He had plenty of games where he would have like, and eh, like he ain't really he ain't really get to where he needed to get to. Like All he right. had like that's fair. Not a lot of yards per carry. His average wasn't great. He's had great games where he just had bursts. He had games where he can catch out the backfield. He can block. He can protect. He can contribute in other ways. But to say he was a dominant running back is a little too. I don't know. When you were 13 games because he got hurt, unfortunately, 1,000 yards in your first 13 games, that's like as a rookie. Then, again, the injury lasted into the next season, which he only played eight games. So I don't really consider that one. But the year following, 2019, well, yeah, with almost 1,100 yards in like, five or six touchdowns because, again, the Jags are just with the Jags. But that's, that's good football for a running back that's only supposed to get better, but then they end up they just stopped believing in him. So we're changing to Tampa Bay where he, he was playing good football. Dominant was a stretch. It was a stretch for him. But he played good football. He's 28 years old. I think he fits 
more with the Vikings than Cam Akers does. Cam Akers is just another passing back, right? I was like, Madison yeah, but, that. But Madison, if Madison's going to be your every down downhill runner back, you can have Cam Akers be your changeup back. You might not want to use Ty Chandler. You might want to use Cam Akers. So, All right. I mean, and Cam Akers, I feel like has less, you know, he has less mileage on his body. He should. Cornette has a lot of miles in Jacksonville, had a lot of miles in Tampa Bay, had a lot of miles at LSU. So I think that if you're just going off of, like, what kind of return on your investment you want to get, Maybe Acres is a lower risk, higher reward kind of guy than Fournette is at this moment. It's not horrible because at the end of the day, you've seen it. It's running back tandems now in the NFL, so you, you bring him in. It's a, it's a good move for the Vikings. I don't know. Again, I don't think it was a great move. If we want to sway me and say it was a good move, sure. I mean, it depends on how he plays because that's really the, the real question we're having. He's out of Florida State. He had, there was a lot of hype coming around him. Not like I'm not saying crazy, crazy hype, but when we talked about him in that Rams system. It was a lot to be happy about. There's a lot to look forward to and how he was going to play his football, how they were going to scheme and help integrate him in, especially after the uh, losing tie girl and everything. It just it just never panned out for him. So we'll see how it goes in Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's been a place where a lot of a lot of guys go to try and resurrect their careers, or they end up just falling through the cracks in the mud. Shout out Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, that's uh, New England's top. Top receiver now. Oh, top punt returner. I think I think he's definitely seeing punt returns and everything like that, which is fine. I think he should make his if he does fine as a punt returner. It was never the issue. Eh, kind of is. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. But Jared, let's talk about. You know, we were talking about the 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 idea of having a backup plan in case of injury. With Burrow now having this calf injury lingering from the from the off season, now lingering into the season. Do you think, A, that he plays on Monday? And, B, would you play him on Monday if you're Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, I'd play him if he, he was good enough to play. But if he's not 100%, like, it, it uh, depends. Like, are we saying, like, what, what percentage are we giving him? Is he, like, 95, close to 100? Or is he just like, oh, man, he's 75 walking through practice? He, the, way, the way they're talking, he might be, like, 65. No, I'm saying him. There's no point in playing a guy that's just not 100% because you've seen what's, what, what's called – like his issue with his cap is what's causing some of the their, their plays that they can run generally they can't run. The deep shots downfield, a lot of that that dribble gets through is coming off his calf. Like it, it, that, that he has to like plan it and everything and he just can't do it, which is going to hurt Jamar Chase too, which is going to hurt T. Higgins. It's, it's right now. If he can't be a hundred percent, I don't think. I think it's going to hurt the team more to play him than not play him. So they might as well sit him and let it at least give him a, a full week or just rest and hopefully let that thing heal out. Because their schedule only gets harder as well, Chris. So it's like I think this is their best time to do it. Yeah, Jerry. If if you don't mind, pull up their schedule because I know they have a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of tough games coming back, but they have this extra day of rest. If you're not going to play Burrow now, I don't think you need to – like, if you're not going to play Burrow, then I think you just need to be transparent with it. Don't play him. It sounds like Jamar Chase is saying don't play him or or they, he doesn't expect him to play. Mm. So, I mean, this could be some gamesmanship from the from the Bengals trying to get the Rams to prepare for, for Jake Browning and not prepare as much on Burrow. I mean, it could be a, it could be a situation like that, Jared. Do you have their schedule coming up? Yeah, I have it. The next game is the Rams. You already mentioned uh, Titans. After that, Cardinals, 
Seahawks, 49ers, Bills, and then Texans. Okay, so you definitely need him for that Niners, Seahawks, Bills, Bills run. Like honestly, I think you need him for the Titans too. Let's be let's like, then we we know how you feel about Titans, Chris, but it's not like they're 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 not a okay. bad football team. They're competent. Here's my thing. All right, they're they're not a bad football team, right? But if you get into a uh, a shootout with Ryan Tannehill, you don't think Jake Browning and can hand the ball off to Joe Mixon enough times nope. to no no. I mean, I'm just saying, if I'm, the, if I'm the Bengals, right, and I'm looking at that schedule, and I'm completely being honest with myself, I'm sitting him for Rams and Titans, and I'll see you. I'll see Burrow back for Seattle. I don't think I can sit him for that Titans game, because the Titans aren't, like, they're not bad. The defense has looked a lot better. They just beat the Chargers, but, again, that just might just be Chargers issues more than Titans winning the game, but mm-hmm. this that's a – a game you, you don't want to lose when it comes to you. You might already potentially lose to the Rams and go 0-3 in the season, Chris. You want to go 0-4? Like, you want to go 0-4 to start your season? I know they added an extra game into the year, but uh-huh. they didn't come back from that. If you can't beat the Rams and you can't beat the Titans, I mean, ain't no point. These teams stink. Like, there's no point. There's no – just pack it in if that's the case. Pack it in. Because there's no way – there's no way if I'm, if I'm the Bengals – and I'm running, and I know Burrow's hurt, and I'm playing him for Rams and Titans, and he gets really hurt, and I don't have him for Niners See, and Seahawks. Send him, him, him Rams. Titans, I don't think you can send him. That's why I say send him Rams. Yeah, the Rams stink, so I think this is going to be a closer game regardless of what goes on. The Titans, without Burrow, the Titans might really kill them. And, it, like, again, that just – Titans don't kill anybody. Stop fair. it. It doesn't matter. That's fair. The Titans, the Titans don't kill anybody. Kill Anybody, they don't. They keep everybody in games. The Titans play by keeping games close and keeping the ball in their possession for the most part. Running it with Derrick Henry. That's how they play games. That's my. That's my whole point. You don't not need Burrow, but you can get away with playing Jake Browning or another quarterback because you're not asking him. You're not asking him to win a shootout. You're asking him to manage a game. I don't know if Jake Browning is the guy to do that though. That's that's my thing. I just don't know if he's the guy to do that. I don't know if Jake Brown to manage to no, manage you can't, win a game. Manage and listen, win a game. Listen, if you can't hand the ball off to Mixon or find a way, scheme a way to get the ball to Chase, then and Zach Taylor just shows how bad of a coach he is. If that's if that's what we're talking about, I need you. I, I'm not asking you to go point for point with Ryan Danahill. I'm asking you not to fuck this up. Like that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> See, this is NFL football, Chris. It always happens. Right? It always. Happens. I understand. I understand. It happens. Happens. Let's just put this out there as well. Every time you come at the Titans like this, it gave you. I didn't even. Come at, I didn't come at the Titans. You killed, you killed them right now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything inflammatory. You I said they played. No, I, they're not. Okay, they're 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 whatever. They're all right. They're average team. My thing is. All jokes aside, they don't blow anybody out. They play very close, three yards cloud of dust football. Right? They're not airing that thing out. They're not winning. They're not playing shootouts. No, at all. They are handing the ball off. Can 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 uh, Cincinnati's defense create some takeaways? Create some short yardages. Help their offense kind of get the get the ball down the field, even if it's McPherson getting field goals. They just need points. I think that can happen, and I don't think you need necessarily need Burrow 
less than a less than whatever eighty percent to beat Tennessee and to beat the Rams. I don't think you do. If you play smart and you don't make stupid mistakes, I think you have an opportunity. I'm not against it. I just think you don't sit Burrow for the Titans. But, again, I think they have to sit him this one. If he's not, like again, you hear he's practicing the day. He's not ready to go by Monday. You sit him. Just It's like, don't waste your time. Don't even think that we could try and play him. It's just not worth it when you know the best thing for him is just to get the rest and let's just go into that Titans game with him healthier than he's been in a couple weeks now. That's the only thing I could really just put my head down to and just say that's what you got to do because this team's 0-2. This is not what you expected from a team that was just in uh, a chance to make the Super Bowl last year in the playoffs. So, you know what I'm saying? Like This is a team that we've seen go from a, a Super Bowl contender to now right now they're 0-2. And we don't know how this season's going to shake up if they end up going 0 4 to in their next two games. Yeah, I agree. I agree because 0 and 4 could be could be possible. And 0 4, I don't, that, I don't see it coming back. I'm gonna be honest; they're not winning yeah, 13 that, straight. They're, yeah. they're not doing that. Yeah, that 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 ain't that ain't happening. <laughs> so they're not going 13 to 4 after that because it just doesn't. It ain't going down like that. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're just not. So but so I think we I think we've covered enough. I think it's time to predict some games. Before we predict the games, let's talk about NBA quickly. Shall we? Let's let's do it. You know, let's talk basketball. Sixers still stink. Dame still a stink. Dame still a blazer. And yeah, that's about it. Anything else? Uh, I mean, that's the sum it up. Dame's still a blazer, but it's looking like he's going to get traded in the next two weeks. Good for Dame. Uh, I do. I, Chris, you've, have you seen the reports that like the Sixers, Raptors, uh, Bulls have all been calling for Dame now, and they're talking about Dame? I, I feel like that's such a huge smokescreen knowing that Dame's going to the Heat. Like, I, I just know like, training camp's, what, less than two weeks? No, not less. I'm sorry. Two and a half or more weeks away. It's very close now. Mm-hmm. It's almost in October. But, like, we know Dame's going to Miami. They even come out with reports saying where the fines should be coming soon. I don't know where the fines at. But when you're hearing the reports that saying that Dame wasn't get traded to any other team, he's asking for a trade to the, to the Heat from the team that he gets traded to. So, I mean, he got to wait a couple months, but I think two, but he's asking for that trade again. So, at this point, he's trading to the Heat. Just do it. Yeah, just let him go where he wants to go and let the Heat culture, you know, culture. It's- and, yeah. And then yeah. you got Sixers stink. That was just so rude, but fair. So. Cool, cool. Sixers stink. Now move on, Jared. Let's move on to predictions for week three. No need to hash the Sixers. You right? talk Buddy Hill, uh, and Kelly Oubre Jr. You don't know? play with me. <laughs> Such fine or potential acquisition and a very good acquisition. You want to mention that? So with Pat, with Pat Bangus size, you're all ecstatic, gritty ear to ear. But now we get Kelly Oubre in a day of green. They want to talk about it. <laughs> what the hell is Kelly Oubre? <laughs> Come on now, from Washington, Gritty Green. <laughs> a for a who? From Hornet. Can you stop naming me bottom tier organizations? <laughs> bottom tier Washington Wizards. <laughs> Bottom tier. Speaking of bottom tier teams, Jared, let's talk 
about the NFL, let's let's go through some 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 predictions, some games. We already skipped past the Thursday game because the Giants are a bottom tier organization. Poverty. But but let's go and start with the Falcons traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Another poverty. Jerry, what? Who is the poverty team? Falcons. I don't believe in them. Stop it! I don't believe in them. What? You, what you don't believe in them for? There's nothing to believe in. I'm gonna be honest. With you. Crazy. You're crazy. You're going to win the division. Stop it. <laughs> oh my lord. I said it two weeks ago. They're going to win the division. I, I still got the Saints, but they're going to lose to the Lions. I, I tell you that much. They are going to lose to the Lions. Yeah, they're going to lose to the Lions, but I think it's going to be a competitive game. I, I would, I would take the. I would uh, think. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Be. I got Lions minus three and a half. If I just want to get over. the line, take the over. Oh, over, over. D- Detroit don't. Detroit being shootouts, shootouts. Yeah, but that, like the over for the Packers Falcons, didn't they hit the under for that game? But that's not the Falcons' fault. Falcons. They only had 25. No, it was 25. 24. 20, it was 25, 24. That was, that's the over. I thought the, the, game I thought was the like over was 42.5. 25 plus 24 is, is what, Jerry? Oh, my bad. My bad. You're right. That's mm. the over. Mm. Mm. College degree. Dang shame. You got a damn master's degree. You can't do basic. Well, don't be putting my business on blast like that. Don't, don't, be talking, you put, don't, be, don't, don't be talking about my debt. Don't do that. Don't do that. Whatever. Jared, the Chargers travel to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. One of these teams has to win. Where's the game? One at? of these teams will lose. It is in Minnesota. What time? It is a one o'clock game. Mm. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings will also win that game. <laughs> yeah, Chargers, traveling. <laughs> Chargers traveling across the country to play a one o'clock Eastern Eastern game in Minnesota. I think Minnesota wins that game. And just the fact that the Chargers look horrible. Yeah, Brandon Staley might be the first coach to get fired. Yeah. It's it's very fair. He should. Like, he should probably be fired at this point. Like, the guy just. It, it, Let's have a more run the show. Like, it's horrible, man. Oh. Long live Boise State quarterback Kevin Moore. I mean, this is one of the ideas where you you see a head coach that's so into the analytics that it just ruins your coaching game because he's just too into it. It's so far up his head that it, it's ruining his coaching style. We've had Herbert in top five conversations for the past three years, and he's not proven to be a top five QB yet. Do I blame Herbert for that? No. I blame the system and what's around him because he has star players, Chris. The guy has what you want when it comes to an offense. Mm-hmm. Just one of the playoffs once a period. Yeah, but they got what you when it comes to a defense. They got yeah. bodies. They just can't it's, it's win. Whole, it's this poorly coach. So, yeah, no, I got the I got the Vikings winning. If they prove us wrong, well, good for them. Kudos. But I still think they're not doing much this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans travels to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Jared, who you got? I had the Saints winning that game. I'm telling you, Chris, Saints winning that division. I have the Packers winning this game at home. Jordan Love. Looked good versus Chicago. Didn't look as good versus Atlanta, but I think he's back home. New Orleans struggled against Carolina, even though they were up, but the game was a struggle. They struggled versus Tennessee. They've struggled on offense. I think that the Packers win this game at home. New Orleans, man, we talk a lot about the Giants' offense being a gimmick. New Orleans, whenever they put in Taysom Hill, it's just – so weird. He's a good gadget player. Like, he's one of the best gadget players I've ever seen. He's a great gadget player, but like your, your offense relying relying on gimmicks like that just makes me think you don't have a great offense. Is this like, the matchup game of the week then for us? Because we even talk about how about the Colts. Did I told you it was going to do? Even with Anthony Richards getting hurt, you really talk about how I called that game. Told you that Anthony Richards was going to walk it right through CJ Stroud. 
And then he gets hurt. And then what Gardner Mitchell do? The same thing. He just kept it pushing. Kept the train moving. So it was going to be the same game. I think the Saints win this one. Hands down. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. It's crazy. But I think I think the Packers win this game. Jared, Houston travels to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Who you got? The Jaguars. Um, it's not. That's pretty easy. Same. Denver travels to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Who you got? Miami. Big. I think Miami, that's six and a half line. They got to push that. They need to push that. In the slop game of the week, Tennessee travels to Cleveland to take on the Browns, who you got. See, 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 this is what I, what I said earlier, that you, you disrespected Tennessee. And they even covered at me like, I, who do I say? <laughs> what would you be doing? Like, Tennessee fans around the world are like, yo, we're not that bad. They are, but they're like, we're not that bad. I have Cleveland winning the game. I have the Browns winning with Kareem Hunt as the addition. No, I have the you you talked all that shit to me about all oh, the Cleveland uh, Tennessee family not that and you gonna pick Cleveland? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not Tennessee fan. I don't have to be a, be a man, Jerry. Be a man, Jerry. I can't feel sympathetic for somebody that they go end up losing. Be a man. I'm just saying. Nah, be a man, Jerry. Be a man, Jerry. What do you mean? Well, I'm just trying. I to got the, I got I got the Tennessee Titans. You're such a liar. You're such a liar. I got the Tennessee Titans. No, you don't. Tighten up! Tighten up! This is going to be a screenshot on SCTV podcast on the Instagram Tight. page. That's going to show Tighten up saying the tight stick. And I'm like, did you have them? And it's going to be him saying no. <laughs> I'm going to post that screenshot immediately tomorrow if you end up going back on this because you know for a fact you do not have the Titans winning. Tighten up! All right. Explain to me why you think they're going to win this game. I want to hear this one. Why do you think they're going to win this game? Deshaun Jackson, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson looked like absolute garbage on Monday night. No Nick Chubb. You're running with Jerome Ford. We don't know. It's an unknown. If you're making that Cleveland team one-dimensional on offense, Tennessee has the defense to keep that game close. If you're asking me who's going to run, like if, if you first looked at this game in week three, you would have thought Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, each one would have had 100 yards because they were just going to go and hand that ball off to, to Chubb or Henry. Chubb's not there. Henry still is. I think Henry's just going to try to go downhill, try to run away from Miles Garrett, and just try to keep the keep the keep the clock moving, keep the ball in Tennessee's uh, hands. And I think if any team is built to go on the road and win, and maybe bad conditions, it might be a, a weather game in Cleveland. I think Tennessee can do it because they have Derrick Henry, so that's why I'm picking Tennessee. Eh, I got the Browns winning. I, I like the Cream Hunt addition. He knows this team. I think he'll be the starter by the next week, but he's going to see his snaps this week. It's not like like the Titans are solid, but that defensive line, if, if Henry's having a, a, a an average game, that's where I think the Browns can really take advantage. So I'm going to go with the Browns on that. What's the next game? How many times do we say, like, the Browns should take advantage and they fail to take advantage? Well, How many they times? took advantage versus the Bengals in that poor weather. The the Steelers, the Steelers game, the morale was just gone when Nick Chubb got hurt. The hit was, like, again, I didn't blame Nick at all. The hit was just, like, it was a football play. When you sell him go down, it's like life just was taking out that Browns team because, one, they lost their bell cow guy, probably a great friend, and the injury just looked gruesome. It just looked like it was he was in a lot of pain, so – yeah, that, that just shakes you up. Like it's hard to play football after you watch somebody like get severely hurt like that. So I, I just think like that, that that was a factor. Now they're going in playing for their guy. They got Kareem Hunt back after you know he was been testing the free agency waters. 
And it's, uh, I think now they're going to just bounce back. I'm not saying it's going to be a crazy bounce back, but I think they're going to bounce back and get this W versus the Titans at least because they're at home, right? This is a home game for them or no? This is a way game. Who are we talking about? Browns. This is a home game for Cleveland. Yeah, they're at home. I, I think they win this game. All right. Moving on, Buffalo travels to D.C. to take – well, not really D.C. They travel to land over Maryland to play in the dump to play the Commanders. Jared, who you got? Yeah, the Bills. I, I have the Bills in that game. I think the uh, Commanders cover the spread, though, Chris. If we, we want to talk a little, little game with Ashley, I think, the, I think they cover the spread, but no, the Bills are going to win this game. Might be bad weather in D.C. No, never mind. Never, Maryland. never mind. The, the, the uh, Commanders are covering the spread then. Never mind. I take it back. Might, might be bad weather. <laughs> Buffalo doesn't like to run the ball at all. Might might be some turnovers. You never know. You never know. This could be taking the bill. This could be Jared Cook's breakout be, though. Might be close. Might be close. Jared the Colts with Gardner Minshew, no Anthony Richardson taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. Jared, who you got? The Ravens, even though it's, it's bad weather, you think they're too right. It's going to be probably bad weather for yeah, any Florida Maryland. team this weekend. Is going to just be or Maryland Florida team will have bad weather. Maryland, I think, Florida. Because I was, I'm going, I'm going ahead. Tampa Bay game. I got a, a a Tampa Bay player this week. I need to really step up because uh, fantasy is looking shaky for me, Chris. As you see, my team. Well, you asked, so <laughs> there's <laughs> the real shaky for me this week. I won't lie to you. You, 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 not good. So <laughs> I don't understand. I'm looking at weather for first off. I'm not horrible. It's just a bad year for me. Well, it, in this league, the league we're together, my other two leagues, I'm doing phenomenal. This league, though, I don't know what's going on. Guys want to step up and make plays. A.K.A. Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts. Well. A.K.A. Chris Godwin and Mike shame, shame on you for for putting your faith in Kyle Pitts. How dare you? But, no, I, but, I think Baltimore wins, Chris. All right, I, I do as well. Uh, New England travels to the Meadowlands to take on the Jets, looking to beat the Jets for the 15th straight time. Jared, do they do it? Yes, what? I know that day 15. Oh my they have not, the Jets have not beaten the New England Patriots since 2015. Damn. Yeah, that's, they're going to keep that streak alive because the Jets are probably going to lose this game. Wow. I have the Jets winning this game, Jared. You think they run the ball? Because that's. Huh. I, think they, I think they run the ball. I think they. Brees Hall. Uh, try to find ways to get Garrett Wilson involved. I know it's going to be a uh, maybe a weather game. It's it's raining here in the Northeast. You know, Jared don't know nothing about that no more. <laughs> so you have to you have to play the weather. I mean, New England. I don't want to bet against Belichick, especially against the Jets. Yes, but these aren't the same Jets. And I think that the Jets defense keeps them. I think the Jets defense does what Pittsburgh's defense did versus. Cleveland on Monday night, mm. and I think they make ways to put points on the board and help their offense score. So I think the Jets won in this game. And are we sure this isn't the same Jets? I'm just saying, Zach Wilson is the QB. Uh, it might be the same Jets, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Carolina, without Bryce Young, travels to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Jarrett, who do you have? Seattle, easily. This is an easy move All right. on Seattle. Like, All right. Chicago with Justin Fields, yuck, travels to <laughs> Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs to see a real quarterback play. Jared, who you got? The Chiefs are going to win that game. Justin Fields, is just, it's not good. Pedestrian. He's looked very pedestrian. 
Yeah, who knows? There's a lot of noise going on with the Bears. A lot of rumors and innuendo that, you know, you can go look on Twitter if you want to see that. But, I mean, the, the defensive coordinator resigns. Justin Fields saying it's the coaching. I mean, we should I've been saying it was the coaching. Yeah, like, even if we should go. Also, some of Justin Fields, too, but give me the, give me the Chiefs. Jared, the Cowboys travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. How much do the Cardinals lose by? 20. All right. The Steelers travel to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Jared, who you got? I got the Steelers. Yeah, I got the Steelers winning this game. I got the Raiders. Is Devontae Adams playing? Because I know he's uh, he was on the injury report. It's questionable. I believe he is playing. I think that I think Pittsburgh is a little too high. Their offense looked like garbage. Yes. Like garbage. All right. I know they had the one pass to Pickens. But other than that, like Jalen Warren did all right. But eh, like Najee Harris. Eh. Dude, it's just been a down. This this been down for Najee Harris lately. Not, like, it's been down for Najee. I think Najee Harris, we talked about Maybe potential moves. I think maybe Pittsburgh might want to get up off of Najee Harris. They don't have maybe, to. Maybe you trade him to the Colts. Maybe you try to get Jonathan Taylor. Maybe you try to make a move. Maybe you hey, try to get Cleveland to punch and getting Jonathan Taylor before they get Jonathan Najee Taylor. Najee needs a fresh scene because, like, again, it's not – I don't blame him just off of that the, that O-line that they have because, like, the Steelers O-line is still – Decent. It's a decent It's decent, but it's not great for a running back. He's supposed to be getting way more yards after carry like that. It just doesn't look good. Maybe also a part of it is Matt Canada's offense stinks. Yes, very fair. Like, like here's the, here's the thing about good coaches, and sometimes good coaches and good players have a soft spot for guys that just aren't getting it done. We talked about this a lot with Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson back in 2017, 2018. I'm sorry, 2018, 2019, where after Frank Reich left and took the Colts job. Doug Peterson basically was the offense coordinator. He, he kind of delegated a lot of responsibilities to Press Taylor, who is the, the current OC in Jacksonville. It wasn't working. And a lot of people in Philadelphia wanted him to get a ball for, like, do something else. And he would see stuck with Taylor. And you could, you if whether or not you believe that led to his firing from Howie Roseman, whatever the case may be, I think it played a part of it. Yeah. Matt Canada. If Mike Tomlin does not cut bait, will cost Mike Tomlin his job. He should. He needs to. He needs to cut bait. He has. It, it's, he needs to cut bait. I got like two replacements now that he should just bring in. One of who is already on a, a on a team, but Brian Wefwich would be a great pickup for them. And then I also like if they were just consider just moving it up, just make just make Mike Sullivan your number one pick for the the, the position because at this point. They got to do something. The offense looks putrid. It's horrible. Like it's not. It's 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 better than the Matt Patricia slash hyphenated oh, oh, coordinating of the the Bengals. Oh, it's it's not much better. Like it's not much. Uh, so it's like they got to do. Something. And I I think that the Raiders. I think that the Raiders have to bounce back. I think that if they you know they have a a, a formidable pass rush from Max Crosby. I think that if you can if you can have Pittsburgh's defense neutralized at least a little bit, keep them honest, don't put the ball in harm's way if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you have a good shot of, of beating Pittsburgh at home. 
as the East Coast team traveling to the West Coast, I think that and they, and they, and they're coming off a day like they have a, a short day, you know, because they played on Monday night. So I think that the Raiders will win this game. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna go with the Steelers, but it's yeah, I'm, I'm walking in with the Steelers. Jared, the NFC e, uh, NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles traveled to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers looked surprisingly good on offense last week versus the Bears. Eagles still kind of shaky, but they're two and zero. Not really as dominant as people may have thought they should have been, but undefeated still. Two undefeated teams, Jared. Who takes their first loss? The Buccaneers again. We're talking about this coordinator need to just evolve in the role. Brian Johnson needs to really step up with the play calling. It's just been real mediocre as of late. But again, he's just he's just got the position. So we were expecting some growing pains. This is now there. But they, that, this needs to shake up soon. The the Eagles right now are still poised to be one of the better teams in football. I think they win this game, Chris. Like again, the Buccaneers had a very good game last year, but they play in a defense that's just not as dominant as it used to be, right? Like, we could always say that that, that that that's what happened. Bakers look solid though. I don't. I'm not. I don't think Baker. Bakers look very solid. I give them that. When you have the weapons that that Buccaneers team has on the offensive end, he's looked very good with them. He's looked poised. But I think that comes with him versus the Eagles. Okay, I agree. And a Super Bowl match rematch here. The Rams traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Jared, who do you have? I'm going to take the Rams if Joe Burrow sits. I also will take the Rams if Joe Burrow sits. Yeah, that's the only way you can really put that. I'll take the Rams if Joe Burrow sits. Like, if Joe Burrow plays, it's anybody's game. And, uh, like, knock on wood that he's Burrow, Burrow plays. Burrow plays, Bengals win. Burrow sits, Rams win. I can't even say Burrow. I, I can't say Bengals win if Burrow plays because again, I'm, you don't want anything to happen. But he's playing on a very dangerous calf injury. Like, I think he's gonna sit anyway. So yeah, I think Rams win if Burrow doesn't play. All right, I agree. I agree. So, anything else before we uh, wrap it up? Anything else that we need to discuss? Last, else we need yeah, to- let's do it. Last thing, Chris, before we break off, it's week three. Brown care. Coaches on the hot seat. Brandon Staley number one. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley number one. Coaches on the hot seat number two. Let's just throw it out there. Let's, 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 let's handle business. Let's, let's do Eberflus. Got to go. Got oh, Eberflus. To go. Big thumbs down. Big thumbs down. All honesty, a lot, a lot of people might be shocked by this answer. I feel like it's fair. Kevin Stefanski, your time is up. Got yeah, it's a little go. shaky. It's a little shaky. Got to go, my boy. You got I, I, I got to go. gotta agree with you. I, it's a little. It's heating up. It's heating up. Like, hey, it, it's 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 real shaky. Ward is what I'm seeing. You you haven't been doing much better. This was a year. I need to see improvement. You got the quarterback you've been you want. I need to see improvement. If not, you got to go. Coach number two, Chris. This team does not win the division. Yeah, you, you've, named, you've named like. Three names already. Oh, I'm sorry. Number two. Coach number three. If this team does not win the division, you already, he got to you've go. already named. Hold on. This is number four. You've already named three names. Oh, my bad. Coach number four. I'm, I'm already ready to talk. Once about again, this. once again, math, not your strong suit at all. It's horrible. I got a job that's involving math, but Dennis Allen got to go. If he doesn't win the division, gotta go. Time to hit. Time to hit the showers. It's it ain't looking pretty for him, Chris. Seven to ten record so far. Playoffs, no, they made it. If you don't make it this year, done. I'm sorry, done. 
And I feel like this one's fair. Raiders, Josh McDaniels, got to go. If it, I, I agree. If it doesn't, if this is the season that doesn't work out again, which is more likely, you, you got to go. I know it's your second gotta, year, but the team's not getting much gotta, better. Got to agree with you there. Got to agree with you there. So they're my Everybody five knows. guys. If I was to do a, a, a sweetener at six, sweetener, you know, a little tease. Ron Rivera, time for you to hit the showers. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. I mean, I mean, here's the thing about Ron. You know, I, I, I said sweet, that last, I said six for a sweetener, but yeah, I think it's time Last year, but new ownership. But the thing about new ownership, and here's the thing. Like, I have – usually you don't know what the ownership track record is. We know what the ownership track record is for the guys that own the Washington Commanders because they own the Philadelphia 76ers, and they stink. So, yeah. Again, I like the addition of Eric Bieniemy. Did I, did I mention that the Sixers stink? You did, but those I, I, those are the six names I got. Chris, if I wanted to throw in a seven, he's on the top of a lot of people's list. Not on top of mine because, again, he's a winning coach. Mike McCarthy. They don't do anything to put us again. I feel like this time is up. Time, time, time to go. You've had a good, you made a solid shit. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't sink it, but you, you didn't sail it to the promised land either. So time to pack it up. I'm listen. He they better make a decision before Dan Quinn gets another head coaching offer, because he will. Hell, he will. He he, he will. really will. He will. All right, so thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still at Five Star Rated Podcast on iTunes. So if you listen to us through, you know, on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, make sure you send all hate mail to Jared and Jared only. No, that's not true. Titans oh. fans hate you. Titans fans, listen, I tell the truth. Bill fans don't like you either. Bradley Bill fans need to know Jamal the truth. Jamal fans don't like you either. I said nothing bad about Jamal Murray. I gave Jamal Murray his Sixers fans question your loyalty. Please. Please. First of all, stop it. I was there when they had Henry Sims and Furkan Aldemir. I was there with you. Malik Waynes. Tony Roten. You know, he was there. Tony Roten. KJ McDaniels. I was there. Jeremy Grant. Ishmael Larry Smith. I was there. Nerlens Okafor. Bynum. I was there. I'm just saying, but you, you've been a little shaky lately. You've been calling them trash a lot lately. I've been calling them trash forever Man, because get out, six, get, out, get out the second round. Six, get out the second round. Fans need to bring that hatred that to you. Go back. No, no, no. Go back to listen to me after before game six when they played Boston. I was, I was on, I was on board. They had tricked me. They tricked me. I was hoodwinked, bamboozled by the Sixers. Justin Fields fans bring the hate towards you. He stinks. See, there you go. You're saying. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Don't don't listen to Jared. Okay. I thank y'all. I appreciate it. Even though Jared thinks I'm a hater. Make sure you follow straight to the point on all your favorite socials it's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. Check out the TikToks. Our YouTube is going to be dropping some more soon. But yeah, Chris is an absolute hater. He, he has a list. Who, who does that? Jared is on the list. Jared has the list. You look at it. You just looked up at your list. What are you talking about? Okay, for those of y'all who don't know, it's a piece of paper, and half the list has people that Jared hates, and half the list. It's on video. Here it is. Half the list has people who Jared hate. I do hate. And half the list. That you want to read your list, Jared? The New York Knicks. I like Jordan Poole. 
You hate Jordan Poole. No, no, I like Jordan Poole a lot. He might drop 26 a game for the Wizards. Michael Porter Jr., okay. that's, 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 that's questionable behavior. You put me down for Michael Porter Jr. You put you put yourself down for Michael Porter Jr. No, 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 no. no. I, mean, I mean, just because the man shot 19% in the finals doesn't mean I, I hate him. Not at all. I just I just think uh, okay. he can't shoot like he says he can. Okay. You, you see my list. My list is pretty simple. No, you need to elongate that thing. See, you, you like to be real, real cool, real sneaky. That's what you like to be, real sneaky. My list, list is pretty simple. The city, the city of Boston, all their sports fans, and Bradley Bill. That's it. That's you ain't and that. I don't even really hate Bradley Bill. That's I just think Justin Fields, Dallas Cowboys, the Dynasty Titans. You've been on them for two Justin years. Fields, Justin Fields is not relevant. Like, <laughs> Just tell us, just like the list of names that you just hate, just not, not even just sports wise, just in general wise. Any Ohio State quarterback, Joe Burrow don't count. <laughs> so make sure y'all check out Hemi76's lock of the week. We're looking to turn the tide in week three. You know, we start out 0 2, speaking of Joe Burrow, but we're looking to turn the tide in week three. So make sure you be on the lookout for that and tail accordingly, exclusively on Instagram, only on Instagram. And like Jared said, make sure you follow us wherever you, you know, have socials, you know, Twitter, X, Threads, all that stuff, right? Yeah, man. Are we there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we're on Threads. All right, we about to get straight to the Threads after this. <laughs> That's weird. Let's, just, let's do it. Straight to the Threads! <laughs>